0: And you know going back to that submarket conviction we bought 1651 Response Road March of 2020 yeah and it was 35% occupied yeah right before covid so this is like poster child it's an office product and today it sits at 82% occupied yeah little af- uh, more than a year after
1: this is durable value get investing in business insights from industry experts and successful entrepreneurs every week like and subscribe now let's talk about this idea in business of testing and then making big bets so Jim Collins calls this bullets and then cannonballs the idea of when you're uh, when you're trying something new first attacking little pieces and then choosing to make that big bet and he points out that great companies you can't get there on bullets. You have to make uh, those big bets. So let's talk about how we develop some of these
0: themes, some of the bullets we've shot, some of the cannonballs we're we're shooting. <laughs> so yeah, and and how that relates to our real estate practice, right? Because this idea of testing and then going big has a lot of implications for how we invest in real estate, right? with all, with every property we buy, we often
1: test something new, a slightly different submarket. We move slightly different in geography we try a slightly different investment strategy and we'll we'll talk on some of those but the the goal is to know which bolts to shoot when and to have multiple strategies so that when you see an opportunity you aren't seeing it through one lens you can see it through multiple lenses to get to value especially in a competitive world where if everyone sees everything the same way you're not you're not getting to alpha,
0: <laughs> and if you're do, using the same strategy, the same approach, the same geography, the same product type, right, over and over again, you're going to expose yourself to risk. Right. Some of the bullets we've shot in
1: Sacramento have been uh, the Point West submarket, uh, the North natomas submarket, the Folsom submarket, yeah. the Pocket submarket, uh, yeah. now Carmichael. But we've been uh, nimble in that we shot office bullets. And then we uh, we went with a uh, maybe we'll call it a cannonball and in multifamily in the pocket, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and now we're doing another large par- apartment complex in Carmichael, yeah. Um, and now yeah. we're doing some industrial right in the middle
0: of all of that. So we're we're trying different ideas. So you mentioned the Point West submarket. There's a, a good example where we did bullets and then cannonballs. Mm-hmm. So we started with one property, sixteen fifty one Response Road. We we had the conviction around the idea that this submarket would be uh, beneficial as the downtown continues to heat up right. and then post covid as people rethink the downtowns and and uh, also look to those immediate periphery outside cuz the point west submarket is right outside downtown sacramento and
1: we also like the free parking we like the the two the more garden style yeah. that that proved to be a great place so we we first bought 1651 response yep uh and then we bought 1451 River Park. And, and now we're looking at a, an even larger acquisition in that market as well. But some of the themes we saw there were the first bullet was testing the submarket, 1651 response, which is now about two-thirds at least. Uh yeah. what we learned with that is construction costs, even though we bought it at $76 a foot, the whole building yeah. construction costs are are expensive. And downtime, thanks to COVID, was longer than we expected. So we adjusted, and we shot a different bullet next time. We said, "Hey, we 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 were getting close to filling this building. That yeah. part has worked really well. With our next bullet, how can we avoid this construction cost risk?" Yeah. So we went to 1451 River Park, 75% occupied, bought it at about an eight cap. Uh, it's substantially already a great building in a in a great spot, and we just had to fill in some of the spaces. So repainted the building, redid some of the landscaping. We've signed four or five new leases since buying it. Yeah. What did we learn? We like the submarket. Let's mitigate some of our construction costs. We can still get to a similar return.
0: <laughs> and you know, going back to that submarket conviction, we bought sixteen fifty one Response Road March of twenty twenty. Yeah. And it was thirty five percent occupied. Yeah. Right before COVID. So this is like poster child. It's an office product. And today it sits at eighty-two percent occupied. Yeah, uh, a little after, uh, more than a year after. So clearly, the conviction around that market worked, and that's why we we have you know made additional investments in that submarket. Yeah, we look to grow with that submarket. Um, that that leads us probably to Folsom. We
1: bought seven eighty-five Orchard right in the Folsom submarket. Actually, closed uh, about a week ago. <laughs> the great news is we we had conviction around it. And the good news is we we bought it about ninety two percent occupied at one hundred and seventy two dollars a foot. Today
0: it's one hundred percent, right on the verge of being one hundred percent full. We're um, working on the last lease, but so so there we we shot a bullet, and we kind of wish we shot a cannonball. But at the same time, that bullet has validated that uh, we, that is a market that we should be more active in. We right. in escrow, we uh, managed to fill the building,
1: right? So on the office side, we went from a conviction around deep value add to a more mild value add. And Mm -hmm. I think that's gonna influence
0: uh, us as as we go forward. So we're... um, Maybe we can talk a little bit about multifamily and and how we're using bullets and cannonballs in that area. Right. Well, so 1651 response turned out the seller there owned uh, a large uh,
1: multifamily project in the pocket. And we were able to buy that at 155,000 a door uh, we're about to go to market with it at a at a much higher price. This last year has seen uh, inc- incredible growth, so that that was a little bit of a bullet and a cannonball at the same time. But since then, we learned from that. We bought the Edge in Modesto, 196 units. We're currently buying Carson Air, uh, 175 units, and just outside Carmichael. Um, so what what's interesting about that is. Uh, the bullet we shot in uh, the pocket was high demographic, pretty strong value add. And that's worked out really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one in Modesto was uh, a little bit lesser demographic, a little bit less of a value add, but we had a conviction around the the future of, of Modesto and apartment growth. And that one, both of those have gone extremely well. With Carson Air, it, it qualifies as workforce housing. Yeah, This is a, a lower... Uh, you know, income, median income in the area, but we're in it at $136,000 a door, which for Sacramento is, uh, is like, I I just don't, I don't see it anymore. So, um, in all cases though, there's room to run on the rents. And in some cases we have to do, uh, a fairly strong, uh, say $10,000 per door or in the pocket, $18,000 per door lift to get those new rents. Um, but in some cases, uh, it's less like the edge in Modesto. So, Currently, I'm working on our, uh, a great heat map that uh, maps out the fastest growing markets and fastest growing sub-markets in uh, Northern California. We have 113 in our trade area, and I have them all ranked by which ones are growing the fastest. Don't tell. I'm not <laughs> gonna tell. But but the, the trick with this heat map is, is marrying up uh, rent growth with uh, per unit cost. So where's the greatest delta in value? Uh, but there's this other key point, which is, in a sense, I think that all everything moves towards replacement cost, and to 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 where you can see the gap between replacement cost and current pricing, and then factor in uh, a piece of value for age and quality of the, the structure. If we can layer on the greatest gaps there too, that mm-hmm. also adds when when to our sales. But um,
0: and so right now, with without naming a sub market, I know you're you're very actively looking in the number one market through that ranking and uh and it's not a market i would have picked
1: it, yeah. but it makes sense and yeah. so the the trick here is using data to see the world through new eyes where the crowd is saying more into sacramento more into sacramento or wherever uh our job is to see that see beyond that to yeah to see the see the breadcrumbs see the data and then go validate that and back that up and Shoot and bullets and then cannonballs. Yep.
0: Start <laughs> with bullets and then move to cannonballs. We're doing that with office buildings too, and we're doing that with uh, yeah. industrial a little bit as well. Yeah. Well, in 915 B Street, we talked about that on an earlier episode. But there, there's an idea of a true value add within industrial where we're achieving what we believe are appropriate value add returns. Right. And a strong conviction around that investment but we'll we'll see how it plays out we we believe that it uh you know the 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 merits of the investment are there but by testing that it opens up a whole new world yeah and and when we see how that works it allows us to to then take that lens and look across our market for other opportunities that fit that criteria i'd say the bullet there beyond
1: the asset stands alone on yeah. as an industrial property where rents can be raised. Like that's not that's not particularly the bullet. The new thing there is layering on the macro and micro economics of the of the region. So on mm-hmm. the macro mm-hmm. side, Sacramento has seen has been a winner post COVID. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, there's been tr- tremendous movement from the Bay Area, and on the micro side, this building happens to be. You know, right in the in the the rail yards district, right in an area where a tremendous amount of development is happening. Yeah. Luckily, the, again, the building stands alone. We were able to make this bet clear eyed with the building by itself. Yeah. But what we're testing is in a three to five year hold period, how much is the micro, the macro microeconomics surrounding this building going to put additional wind in our sails? That will translate from it being a, you know, a double or a triple to a home run. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. So, I think kind of closing out on this thing, maybe a little bit, is that there are within our real estate practice, there are a lot of ways that we can test the market. And test the market means markets, it means sub markets, it means strategies, it means uh, particular approaches to how we add value. Yeah. And th- that not only makes a- a good sense from a risk mitigation standpoint right. because we're diversifying. But it also brings some joy and challenge and interest to what we do versus same thing every single day and oh, yeah. employing the same strategy. And, and it, it it's a margin of safety for our business as we grow.
1: Thank you for listening to Durable Value, an investor's podcast, where we demystify commercial real estate with safe, sound investment strategies to help you balance your portfolio. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to rate it on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. To learn more, visit Cresedapartners.com, where you'll find more information, investors' tools, case studies, and more. This podcast is hosted by Joe Miratori and Ryan Suela. It's produced, edited, and mixed by Melodic, with intro music by Ian Post. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.